0: Thanks for joining us on the War on Marriage podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Robin. And we believe marriage needs to be fought for.
1: Christ says in Matthew 19, 6, What God has joined together, let no man separate. Yet we constantly see and hear otherwise.
0: Join us as we have honest discussions on in-laws, money, fights,
1: and of course, sex.
0: Together, we will learn from Christ and others
1: about how to fortify our marriages. So this is our very first podcast, and we feel that for this very first one, we think that it's important to just tell you a little bit about our, ourselves. For if you're going to be listening about us, listening from us to tell you about marriage and Christ, we should tell you where we stand for with marriage and Christ.
0: Right. And for sure, this is... We both agree that this podcast is not, it's not about us per se. One, it's about glorifying and exalting Christ. And I think we both would agree that we have a long way to go <laughs> and there's a lot of things that we can do better, but we just want to make sure that, again, like Robin said, you just you just know who we are and our story, how we met. So yeah, let's just, let's jump into it. So Robin, how about like you tell us? sort of your story with Christ because that both of our stories sort of sort of start before we met each other Um,
1: yeah so God knows our hearts individually he knows exactly what we need how we tick and how we respond to certain things so all throughout my life God had gently pushed on my heart there was no one point where I dropped my knees and realized that he was there always there and that he loved and protected me it was just like a gentle nudge throughout my life. I didn't really grow up in a Christ family. Um, I just all of a sudden started to know about him. I had a friend in middle school invite me to youth group to a potluck. And I just loved that the friendship there. So I started going more. She invited me to a Christian summer camp, which was my first ever summer camp. Super excited up in the Catskills. And it was there that. They explained to me about how the second we sin, which is from birth, that bridge that gets us to heaven is destroyed and there's no way to get to heaven. But then Christ came and he died for us and he created a new bridge for us to walk across into heaven. And the only way to get to that bridge and walk across it is to believe in him and accept him. And it was at that point that I decided to start walking that path. I wasn't completely changed that moment. Nothing really changed. I just decided, I just knew that that he was true at that point. And then that was like sophomore year of high school. And then my relationship kept deepening, sometimes drifting away and then getting closer. And then in college, I met you, Nick. You met me? Yes, I met you. How'd
0: you meet me? no
1: so um i had the biggest crush on you you really didn't pay me any minds whoa, whoa! but whoa. you invited whoa. me to church and i hadn't really found a church yet but i was like oh i'll go to church with him so yeah
0: yeah so that's kind of where our stories met so me i was not really introduced to Christ until my senior year of high school, um, which was geez, what, six, no, I guess that was eight years ago or so at this point. I don't even know. I don't even remember. Anyways. Um so sorta of later in my life, I guess, compared to well, not later by any means, but later than people who grew up um in a church family. Um my family was believers in God, right? We went to church. Was it the big big two Easter and Christmas, I guess. We went to Catholic church and um to me it was sort of a lot of nonsense until my senior year where I was introduced by friend to to Christ essentially. Um I I remember going and hearing the worship songs and thinking well, this is a little weird, but it makes my it makes me feel good, like really good. Something was kind of plucking at my heartstrings, so to speak, um, and it was a new experience that I hadn't felt in a while. Um, I, I didn't necessarily feel condemned, but I felt welcomed um, because at the point, even like right before, um, like being introduced to Christ and to church, um, I had been very much against God in general, like to the point where I denied the existence of God or whatever. Um, and then this sort of put me on a new path. Um, and then I continued to to go to church that, um, that spring and that summer of 2014. And then again, went to school. Uh, Rob and I went to college together and that freshman year of college is sort of where my relationship with Christ really blossomed um i think the biggest thing is i accepted christ and i think it was november of 2014 it was after um it was after thanksgiving break at school i remember sitting in my dorm room um sort of accepting christ at that moment um that he would be my lord and savior and Boy, has it been a journey and a learning experience in the past six years or so. Um, but kind of going back to what Robin said, that's sort of when we met. Um, I love when she tells the story of us, like first meeting. So I'll let her kind of tell that.
1: So we were both in a military program in college. We went to Virginia Tech, go Hokies. We were in the Corps of Cadets. And freshman year, we were both in the uh, Navy program. And we had mandatory study hours where they lock us in a room um, and we just have to study 10 hours every single week uh, total. So, of course, not a lot of studying happens. But I had been, it was placed on my heart that summer that I wanted to help raise money to build a well. So, I had a platform that I used to raise money and one night I went around to all the rooms and just told people about it and where they can find more information about it and where they can donate. Everyone just kind of wrote me off, didn't really say anything. Uh, it was towards the end, so everyone was just ready to leave, so they're packing up. But this one person stayed behind and walked up and just started asking me questions. And we walked all the way back to our dorms together. We were actually uh, in the dorms next to each other. And we walked the entire way back. And he just asked me questions about it. And we just talked, and it was. It was amazing. And from that point on, I went to my roommate and I was like, so there's this guy. Um, But nothing really happened. That was freshman year, 2014. And we didn't really talk much. I had a crush on him.
0: Him is me, by the way.
1: (laughs) I had a crush on my husband, but nothing really came from it. And it kind of just fizzled out. I figured it'd be something that just never really grew into anything. And then that summer, we both went back to tech. Uh, Virginia Tech two weeks early to help train the new freshmen. We didn't really train. We were just in the background, the ones running to get water, doing laundry, things like that. But I had just moved in to my dorm. My parents had just left me and all of a sudden get a text message from him because we both knew that we would be there and we didn't really know other people. So I went and saw him and then that was kind of it. We started doing our jobs. And then at the end of those two weeks, we uh, met up with a bunch of friends, uh, mutual friends, and we just went out to have our first college experience, basically. And we went to, we all wanted to go stargazing, so we went to a softball field And I ran out into the middle field, and he was the only one that followed. And we just sat down, and we are staring at the stars. And all of a sudden, we see our friends walking off. So we ran back to go get our shoes. And by the time we turned around, they were gone. So we figured rather than chasing after them, let's just sit down and look at the stars.
0: Yeah, and two things from what Robin said. One, when we first met and talked um, that first night, um... When she was telling me all about her her well project, I remember thinking, wow, this girl's special. But foolish me, silly me, you know, I didn't, you know, think of her in that intimate way or like I want to date her right then and there. But it wasn't until <laughs> later that it, after me foolishly sort of running around for a year, I was kind of like, wait, she's, she's kind of the one. And yeah, that field experience was awesome because I remember at that moment asking god like all right give me a sign if she's the one and i was like in my head i was like okay the sign has to be something kind of crazy okay a shooting star in the middle of this sort of brightly lit field i mean the field wasn't lit but there was a lot of lights there's a big stadium right by there's
1: also clouds covering every single inch of the sky
0: yeah well lo and behold. God decided to give us a little sign that day because there was a shooting star. For all, all we know, it could have been a satellite or <laughs> whatever. But at the end of the day, I know what my eyes saw. And um yeah. I think the rest is 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 kinda history because almost five years later of being together. Yeah. Um and we're coming up on one year of marriage. Yes. Um, it's it the rest is history. Um yeah, so we got married in June of 2019. It's 2020 now. So if you're listening to this in 20 years from now, <laughs> hi. Um, but yeah, this marriage to us is something that is is so, so important. Um, we have had a lot of role models in our lives. Um, we've had a lot of friends speak into us and... This idea of one flesh, one individual, one person, well, obviously doesn't mean like Robin and I are conjoined now, um, but spiritually we are through Christ. Um, and I think both of us would attest to the idea of one, we don't know much and we are still really learning. And that's, that's what we want to do in this podcast is learn, but to, to, um, we really believe that together we are uh we are one flesh we are and I, and I think that's spiritually one flesh um through christ and i know robin really has another verse and and again i think this verse speaks to marriage in and of itself and to our marriage and what we hope to learn from others and what we have learned and what we are continually learning in our relationship with Christ.
1: Yeah, and honestly, we've had a lot of people speak into our marriage and support us and give us so much knowledge. We are so grateful for them, and we just don't know how to repay it, but we believe that we have been... Our marriage is a platform. Anyone who sees us, we whether we like it or not, we are an example to them of what a Christ marriage is supposed to be. So we want to... Not, quote-unquote, do it right, because that makes it seem as if there's only one way to do it. But we just want to not be hypocrites. So we want to learn. And we want to do this experience with other people for others to learn and for others to learn from us and with us as we have other people speak into us. And you can see, hopefully, if this happens for years later, you can see a transition from this first year of marriage to... 20 years of marriage, or however far it goes, if podcasting is even still a thing then. But in Matthew 19, verse 6, it says, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And I just find that to be so important because on that wedding day, when I looked at Nick and he looked at me, um, and I feel a lot of couples can say that, we never imagined ourselves breaking up. And I don't think ever, anyone ever imagines themselves breaking up, yet somehow we get to that point. Not us right now, but couples have gotten to that point where they have broken up. And we don't want that to happen. We don't want that to happen to us, and we don't want that to happen to anyone else. And we believe to prevent that from happening, we need to start putting in the work now. And this is us putting in the work.
0: Right, And and I think our culture right even our world i would say um says that marriage is just something that can be undone and and i think those two verses while we hope to um have those sort of define this podcast in a sense like this idea of one flesh this Mm. one flesh one two becoming one is so awesome And, and the world tells us that now it's you can just get a divorce all you have to do is sign some papers and you oh know, she
1: burned the meal divorce her oh she
0: <laughs> <laughs> luckily that has never happened robin has never burned a meal wait a second maybe she has but
1: i might have almost lit the kitchen on fire almost
0: lit the kitchen on fire
1: <laughs> anyways
0: that those little things you know if we get unsatisfied or unhappy that a man or a woman just walks out on their spouse is is so common today, right? It's, it's I mean, Rob, people have spoken into Robin's life and saying, no, I'm on my seventh marriage or whatever. Again, not to necessarily condemn those people for what they've done, but the idea is that we want to help others and people, so many people have helped us that when we are going through tough times, there are ways to fix things.
1: Exactly, and people... People never end up getting a divorce when they're on their happiest days and have the most amount of time together and are loving on each other. That's not when they get a divorce. They get a divorce when things are tough. And that's going to happen in every single marriage. There's going to be fights. There's going to be miscommunications. There's going to be disagreements. But what do we do after that point? Do we throw in the towel or do we, do we dig in? Do we try to figure things out? Do we have those hard conversations and... We know things are going to get tough. We know that for sure. But if we don't start learning now of what to do and start building that support structure around us and become more stable as individuals, then if we start doing that now, then we'll be able to make it. Because it's not just on being a strong marriage together. It also, we need to be strong individuals. Like I know personally, I need to work on my self-worth and self-confidence, because I can't automatically assume Nick will be there all the time to help me when I feel bad about myself, because he's going to be subjected to the same things, so if he also feels bad about himself too, while I'm feeling bad about myself, he won't be able to help me, not that he has to, but then all of a sudden I will view him as being as failing as my husband, and that's not what he was meant to do
0: right, and and I think that's why we chose the title of this podcast war on marriage because this life, this world, so to speak, is a battlefield, right? It's, it's everything you see is against marriage. And we've had, even in this last year, we've had fights and we've had struggles and things that didn't go right. But at the end of the day, you know, we've come back to one another. And I think that's, that's so great. Um, and I think there's, so much to be learned uh both of us there's so much to learn from others um about this stuff, and that's really our goal with this podcast um just to sort of give you give you all some some insight we're hoping to have you know podcast lengths of twenty to thirty minutes, maybe more. All this is up in the air. This is our first episode. We have no <laughs> idea um, but we want to hit on topics of marriage through the ages um this idea of. A marriage in your first year compared to your fifth and your 10th and your 30th.
1: Yeah. How does it change? Is there a way to impact that or not? Because within our first month of marriage, we had someone look at us and say, oh, you're still just in the orgasmic phase. First off thrown off by that boldness. Second off, a little offended because maybe I want to stay in that phase. (laughs) Woo!
0: (laughs) And, you know, other topics of intimacy.
1: Yes. We want to be... (laughs) Most definitely. ...very open, um, especially since we are Christians because what I have experienced, I don't want to assume what you've experienced, what I've experienced in the church is sex is bad. Don't have sex. Only have sex when you're married, but once you're married, never talk about it. Mm. So let's talk about it. Yeah,
0: let's talk about it. Honestly, It's a great topic to talk about within the context of marriage. Um, Other topics are, is distance healthy? Not only like physical distance, but can Robin, how how often should Robin go hang out with her friends and my friends? And when should we come back to one another?
1: Can we have our own hobbies? Should we have hobbies together? Uh, Going into children, uh, all, every aspect of it, hardship, heartbreak of it.
0: Yeah. And while we don't have any children of our own right now, um, at this moment in time, um, yeah, how do we prepare for that? And I know we have a lot of, a lot of friends and family who, who have a lot of good things to say. And again, these are just some topics that we'll go into. Um, but our goal is to definitely have people speak into our lives and that means interviewing folks. Um, that we can learn and gain insight from them and how, as couples, we're going to tackle life together. Um, of course. And maybe that even means people calling in or whatever in the future. Yeah. But
1: And if, it is, if there's topics that you just want to hear more about that you want to talk about yourself or whatever it is, if there are topics that you feel need to be discussed more, just let us know. Contact us. Let us know questions that you may have. Or whatever it is, or if there is a verse in the Bible that you think is contradicting to anything, we'll we'll try to dive into that. We'll try to get more insight because we definitely don't know it all. We'll seek out resources as well, so we can all figure this out together.
0: Right, and and Robin and I are just two people, right? <laughs> Neither of us really grew up in the church. We aren't. I'm not a pastor um, or anything. We have our own jobs, but we recognize. The importance of communicating and knowing you're sort of not alone in this journey right because so often we've had um people close to us talk about a situation they've been in and then we're like wait a second i thought we were the only ones and you know at the end of the day we're just a couple of millennials (laughs) um (laughs) just going through life and trying to figure out um Sort of Christ's journey for us, in, in marriage, and you know, it's it's all laid out, and so many people have um, great insight, um, Christ-centered, uh, gospel-focused insight into kind of what we're doing, and we're just super excited. We are super excited for this, um, and yeah, Robin, anything else?
1: Let's see where God takes us.
0: Thanks again for listening today. We pray that you got as much out of this conversation as we did.
1: Let us know what you thought or if there are any conversations you would like us to explore on Facebook and Instagram at War on Marriage Podcast or send us an email at wo at gmail.com.